It is equally, if not more, important that we don't try to extinguish the light in other people, no matter how small or insignificant that little light may be, no matter that the person shining that light may be living in a way that we disagree with or that is outright sinful, no matter how irritating their light might feel to our flesh. Our job is not to snuff out light. Our job is to blow the breath of God's life onto that little light to encourage it to grow into a mighty flame. Welcome to the I Will Be Your Church podcast, Virtual Sanctuary. Be strengthened today with the truth of God's love so that you can say to your families, your friends, your co-workers, and your social media worlds, I will be your church. Your host for today's episode is Joanna Church. One of the Pharisees asked Jesus to eat with him, and he went into the Pharisee's house and reclined at table. And behold, a woman of the city, who was a known sinner, when she learned that he was reclining at the table in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster flask of anointment, and standing behind him at his feet, weeping, she began to wet Jesus' feet with her tears, and wiped them with the hair of her head, and kissed his feet, and anointed his feet with the ointment of oil that she had brought. Now when the Pharisee, who had invited Jesus, saw this, he said to himself, If this man were a prophet, he would have known who and what sort of woman this is who is touching him, for she is a sinner. Now Jesus, knowing his thoughts, answered him and said, Simon, I have something to say to you. And the man answered, Say it, teacher. A certain moneylender had two debtors. One owed 500 and the other 50. When they could not pay, he canceled the debt of both. Now, which of them will love him more? Simon answered, The one, I suppose, for whom he canceled the larger debt. And Jesus said to him, You have judged rightly. Then turning toward the woman, he said to Simon, Do you see this woman? I entered your house and you gave me no water for my feet. But she has wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You gave me no kiss, but from the time I came in, she has not ceased to kiss my feet. You did not anoint my head with oil, but she has anointed me with ointment. Therefore I tell you, her sins, which are many, are forgiven for she has loved much. But he who is forgiven little, loves little. And Jesus said to the woman, Your sins are forgiven. Then those who were at table with him began to say amongst themselves, Who is this man who thinks that he can even forgive sins? And Jesus said to the woman, Your faith has saved you. Go. In peace. In Jesus' time, people wore sandals and walked everywhere, so their feet were dirty constantly. 
So when they were invited to people's homes, it was a sign of respect and honor that the host would have the feet of their guests washed. Kissing of the cheek was a sign of welcome and affection. And the anointing of oil was given to be offered to your guests to soothe their skin after being out in the hot, sunny desert climate. So this religious leader, who had invited Jesus to eat with him at his house, did none of these for Jesus, which would have been a great sign of disrespect. And it's interesting to note that at first, Jesus didn't mention it, and he let it pass. He knew he was being dishonored, but I think it was what he had come to expect from the religious people of his day. But then a woman came into the house and started to perform all of these honoring rituals on Jesus, washing his feet with her own tears, kissing his feet, and then anointing his feet with her oils. And the religious leader, who knew this woman to be a sinner, many believe this was referring to her being a prostitute, started thinking to himself dishonoring thoughts both towards Jesus, questioning his prophetic ability, and the woman, calling her unworthy to even touch a man. But my, doesn't Jesus call this religious man out on his disrespect towards himself and towards this woman? And instead, Jesus blesses the woman. He blesses the sinner. He speaks forgiveness over her life and then speaks peace over her. I don't know about anyone else who is listening today, but I can see myself in both of these two figures today. I have been the disrespectful, dishonoring religious person who has sat in judgment and contempt at other people's sins and failings and life circumstances, instead of recognizing the beautiful sacrifice that they are making when they share that smallest light that they are able to share with the world and with God, and then inviting them to come even more fully into the light like Jesus does for this woman here. Instead of doing that, I, like Simon, this Pharisee, have covered these people in my life in the darkness of religion and condemnation. But then... I have also been the woman, the so-called sinner, the liar, the thief, the prostitute, the one who's broken in my shame, the one barely holding on to my identity as a beautiful masterpiece made in the image of God, the one seeking to still honor God with my simple tears, my kisses of welcome, and the anointing of my worship— even as I am humbled by my sins and my failures. I have been both. And yet there is only one that the Lord blesses. And it wasn't the condemning religious person. My husband and I are pretty much the most opposite people that you can pair together, other than our love for treats. (laughs) So I am a very serious-minded introvert who loves discussing deep theological, political, and scientific issues, and he is a not-so-serious extrovert who loves discussing sports and beer and bad dad jokes. My podcast is I Will Be Your Church, 
His podcast is Guys Beer Sports. <laughs> Sean is one of those people who just wakes up in the morning with joy. We could have had the worst fight ever the night before, but he wakes up and gets out of bed and literally dances around with his terrible dancing. I'm not making this up. And I wake up in the morning thinking serious thoughts about all the things I have to do that day. And I typically find his loudness and his dancing and his strutting around the house very irritating in the morning. So he is in the military and has to get up pretty early to get ready and drive into the base each morning for work. Typically, I don't get out of bed with him in the morning, but not long ago, one morning, I decided to get up and grab some coffee, and he heard me come into the kitchen, and I kid you not, it's 6.30 in the morning, and this big, burly military man comes skipping and dancing into the kitchen because he's so excited to see me up that early with him. And of course, I give my usual harumph and feel my typical irritation and then head back into the bedroom with my cup of coffee. And this morning, I'm sitting there in my bed when I just felt that voice of the Spirit of God inside of me saying, maybe instead of feeling irritated by his joy and trying to stifle his joy, you should actually try and participate in his joy. Well, don't you know that that simple statement from God in my heart did exactly what Jesus' simple answer to this religious leader did. It corrected me. It humbled me. It revealed something about me that I didn't like. It revealed that my irritation and annoyance over my husband's joyful exuberance was actually me trying to stifle his joy. I was unwittingly trying to extinguish my husband's simple and beautiful offering of light to me and to this world. Wow, almost 12 years of marriage and it took me that long to see what I was doing. I actually called my husband into the bedroom right then and apologized to him and thanked him for his ability to wake up every morning with a dance in his step and a smile on his face. And I expressed to him that even though it isn't how I feel or express myself, and I, he knows I tend to be serious, I told him, I would like to learn to be more like you and let that light of yours draw me deeper into joy. And my husband was touched by that because I had never thanked him for that in him before. You see, as important as it is to discuss the fact that we ourselves are called to be the light to this world with the Spirit of God inside of us lighting us up, and we've been sharing that in these last couple of episodes, it is equally, if not more, important that we don't try to extinguish the light in other people, no matter how small or insignificant that little light may be, no matter that the person shining that light may be living in a way that we disagree with or that is outright sinful, 
no matter how irritating their light might feel to our flesh. Our job is not to snuff out light. Our job is to blow the breath of God's life onto that little light to encourage it to grow into a mighty flame. Check your life today. Ask yourself where you have maybe even unknowingly been stifling someone's joy or extinguishing their flame or mocking the size of their little light and apologize to them. Let them know that you see their light, you recognize it, you appreciate it, you encourage it, and that you hope to learn from it yourself. And watch as these people in your life go from getting dimmer and weaker to growing brighter and stronger when they are in your presence. I speak the blessing of God's light over your life today. May you be so filled with His light that you can't help but pass it on to others today. May you be so filled with His light that the lights of people's lives around you can't help but become brighter. May you be a bringer and an encourager of light to your world. Go with God into your day. If you feel blessed by the I Will Be Your Church podcast, please subscribe so you never miss a day. And then share it with your friends. Check out our website, IWillBeYourChurch.com to learn more about us, check out Ben's blog, connect with us on social media, and become part of this church family movement.